0: Who knows what group did that song originally? Creed, Creed, that's right. Yeah, yeah, good, uh, good stuff. So. You know, sometimes the uh, pain of life, it's overwhelming. You know, problems can be consuming. And the problems, those, those difficulties in life can become a prison. My own prison. You know, Job, uh, Scripture says this, but God will save suffering people by their what? Suffering. Hmm. That's an interesting uh, comment there. He gets them to listen through their pain. God is gently calling you from the jaws of trouble. He's calling you to an open place of freedom. You know, we've been looking at uh, some of the cages that imprison us in life, that, that hold us captive, they, and the fact is, uh, Christ followers, Jesus Christ came to this world to set you free, to set you free. You know, God's calling you out of that pain, out of the trouble, out of the prison. He's calling us to an open place a place of freedom but problems <laughs> problems they're they're confining aren't they problems they uh imprison us in life they they hold us captive you know problems all of a sudden when they come your way they reduce your options you know problems if you're not careful will rob you of hope because this is what we see. You know, when when problems come, and they will, you can stay in this cage. You can focus on the problem, be overwhelmed by the problem. You can get a limited perspective because of your problem or you can make a decision to step out, to step out and start seeing the problem from a different perspective. You know, the the fact is when we have problems, we, we tend to think when we get caged up like that, You know, I I must have done something wrong in in my life. You know, for some reason, we, we believe when we end up in here that it must be out of God's will. And that's why I got the problem to start with. But the truth is, and I want you to hear this, a lot of times problems become part of God's will in our life. Now, I want you to listen very carefully. God didn't cause the problem, all right? But God will use the problem in your life. You know, God will, will use the, the suffering to get our attention. God will use that, that situation to, to take us to a better place in life. God will use it to free us, to save us, but God will save suffering people by their suffering. And, and here's the reality. I don't know about you, but I cause most of my problems. And so do you, right? The, the fact is, sometimes other people cause my problems. Sometimes the devil causes my problems. Sometimes the world Causes me problems, nature. But troubles come and troubles go. It's part of life. And it really doesn't matter who caused the problem. The good news is that God wants to use the problem for good in your life. And so if you're dealing with a problem today, you picked a great week to come to church. (laughs) You know, Peter says this, he says, friends, when life gets difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. I like the way that's worded there. Instead, be glad that you're in the very thick of what Christ experienced. This is a spiritual refining process with glory. Hear that? With glory just around the corner. So how do you handle adversity in your life? Now, I I will tell you, God gets my full attention in the pain. You know, when troubles come into my life, God gets my attention with that. And the, the fact is, I have come to realize in life that many times, God is simply trying to point me in a new direction in my life. And we'll do that when I face problems. And so when when you face a problem, whatever that problem is, and and here's the key question, will you seek God's perspective on it? You know, when troubles come your way, God's going to use that situation. He's going to get your attention and and he's going to retool you somehow through that problem and get you to go a different direction somehow, you know, maybe a new attitude, maybe a new perspective on what what you're going to do in the future. You know, the book of Proverbs, it says, we can make plans, but God determines our step. Who determines our step? God does. What's that mean? The, The reality is you can make all kinds of plans in your life. You can set goals, You can establish the priorities in your life, but God will determine your steps. How? Well, I think one of the ways that God determines our steps is he uses the problems in our life. You know, problems come along and suddenly, if you get a problem, what do you got to do? You got to change. Something's got to move in, in your life. And I don't want anybody to misunderstand. Planning, planning is a good thing you should plan. God expects you to plan. But never forget, the Lord determines your steps. God's going to determine your steps. And one of the ways God does that is when we're in the midst of these troubles, these problems that, that we have. You know, it says sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. Anybody give testimony to that? You know, I mean, we often fail to change, don't we? We 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 fail to change when we hear caution along the way. We we fail to make a change when the lights are flashing, going, "Don't don't do that, don't go there." But problems, troubles, powerful motivator, isn't it? it the fact is, when the pain hits, it gets our attention. And I'm convinced if we were always comfortable, if everything always worked out for us, we would never change. We would never change. But God uses the, that that pain in life, those, those troubles, to redirect us, to to kind of tweak uh, us in a, in a new direction. You know, a very uh, famous story, uh, the story of the prodigal sons, found in Luke 15. And if you remember. Uh, that story maybe you're hearing it for the first time today but this young man he he comes to his father and he says hey dad i'd kind of like my inheritance now and for whatever reason the dad agrees with it and says okay here you go now i i wonder if the dad didn't agree because he knew the only way this son was going to learn something was, was the hard way but story says the son took the money. He headed off, he blows it all on the Sunset Strip, so to speak, wine and women, until eventually all the money's gone. I mean, he's broke. And he finds himself homeless in the story. And, he, and he's living on a farm, actually he's living in a stall with a bunch of pigs. And he's eating pig slop to, to survive, and it's a terrible situation. I mean, would you agree? That's a bad situation. Well, it's especially bad if you're Jewish because pigs are considered unclean. You're supposed to stay away from pigs. So this is where this boy's at. Pain. It all, it all comes flooding in. It, it hits him. And Scripture says in that moment, he comes to his senses and he heads back home new attitude, new direction. It's life-changing. Friends, when things are going well, I doubt that you ever really think about, you know, why are you here? You know, where are you going? When, When things are good, we rarely think about, you know, what's my purpose in this world and in this life? But when pain comes, you start thinking about that kind of stuff. You, you begin to change internally. There, there are so many things that you would never deal with, you would never face head-on in life if it weren't for problems. And so when you face a problem, just a key question I believe you've got to ask yourself is, will you get God's perspective on things? You know, kind of step back from, from the situation. And I, I'm not saying this is easy, but it's necessary. You know, sometimes God will use that that pain in your life to get you to actually examine your life. You know, it's a kind of a test of your character, your integrity, your motives. It, it, the fact is, when we face troubles, it shows what's inside of us, doesn't it? Jeremiah says this, he says, but I, the Lord, uh, God's speaking here, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. God uses that, that trouble, that that pain, that that thing that's a challenge right now in your life to help you see what's in your heart, help you assess what's really important in, in your life. Right our proverb says humans are satisfied with whatever looks good, but God probes for what? What is good. Hmm. That's interesting, isn't it? See, God's more interested in your integrity than your image. God's more interested on what's inside of you than than what's outside of you and what everybody sees, you know. And I think most of us, especially in our culture, think as, as long as I'm good on the outside, you know, as long as Facebook looks really good, even if I'm a mess inside, as long as I look good on the outside, well, I'm good with that. In fact, I would argue many in the world live that way. You know, for, for most, image is everything, which leads to a lot of pretending, a lot of denial in life. Well, it leads to a, a mess, usually. You know, the Old Testament, the, Moses, he's leading the children of Israel, you know, he's leading them out of slavery in Egypt and... That Moses, he's to lead them to the promised land, if you know the story. And so they, they, they leave Egypt. God delivers them through the Red Sea, miraculous story. They, they receive the Ten Commandments at Mount Sinai. And so they're heading across the desert at this point. The whole trip uh, should have taken a few weeks, maybe a month. It took them 40 years. And you go, why did it take so long? Well, they they kept facing challenges in their life. They they kept facing problems, and they kept failing over and over again. Every time they, they failed, they had to make another lap around the Sinai. 40 years of challenges, 40 years of problems, 40 years of the wrong reaction in their life. And so around and around and around they go. And I wonder today, any anybody going in circles in your life? Anybody feel like you're in a cage that you can't get out of? You know, God loves you enough to allow you to go through the wilderness in life, to face problems in life, the, the, to get you in a place where you do feel alone, where you ask, where are you at, God. Where, where you wonder, what, what's, what's the next step? What's, what's going to happen next? And where you face a problem and you're, you have a very limited options in your life. Some of you are there right now. And I believe the Holy Spirit's probably whispering to some of you, will you trust me? Will you trust me? Will you obey me? Even if you don't understand why you are where you are, you know when 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 you're out um at the store, how many of you uh, when you buy fruit, what do you do to kind of check the fruit out? Yeah, you might smell it and squeeze it you squeeze it why why, why is that? Well, because you can tell a lot about an orange if you if you squeeze it. And see, when, when the squeeze is on in life, see, God allows us to go through that because he loves us because he wants to find out what's inside of you. You know, your, your reaction to the problem, the challenge, says a lot about your faith, it says something about your commitment, your integrity, your maturity. Who you are? It's an opportunity to observe and inspect your life. That's what happens when the troubles come. You start doing an assessment, and it's also kind of a uh, refining process, you might say. Isaiah Isaiah says this Isaiah forty eight ten it says, "See, I've refined you, but not like silver." I have tested you in the furnace of adversity. Some of you are in that furnace today. And God will use that. He'll use the pain. He'll use the challenge. He'll use the the problem to start burning off some of the impurities in your life, To, to have you reassess things in your life. You know, some of you may be going through something and there's just a lot of hurt. You may have caused it. Someone else may have caused it. Maybe it just happened. You may not know why. Don't try and figure it out necessarily. Don't try and fix the blame. But I would encourage you to just simply ask, God, what do you want me to learn in this? What do you want me to to burn off maybe in my life? You know, maybe, maybe God wants you to kind of burn off some selfishness, some pride. Maybe God wants you to burn off some materialism in your life. Maybe God wants you to not be so impatient. It's a challenge. You know, maybe God wants you to get some things straightened out. You know, a misplaced priority or uh, maybe some sin that God wants you to get a handle on. Maybe God wants to see simply if you'll just trust him with everything in your life. Life will test you. Life will test you. The, the, the problems, the pain, whatever it is, you, you it's an opportunity for you to find out if what you say you believe is actually really what you do believe in life. See, you have these situations where where you go, oh yeah, God's first in my life. God's first. But then the pressure comes, well, do your commitments to God, do they kind of go by the wayside? You know, do they get sidelined? If they do, guess what? You get to do another lap. You might say, I have integrity. But when things get heated and you're put on the line, are you willing to lower your standards to get through whatever it is? Another lap. You might say, you know what, I'm really committed to this marriage. But when the pressure's on and things get difficult, there's some troubles along the way. I mean, do you want to give up? Do you want to bail out? See, we keep doing these laps. When when you face a problem, it is an opportunity. It's always an opportunity. Doesn't matter how you got there. It's always an opportunity to do a little self-assessment. And so the key question is, what does this problem really reveal about me about who I am and here's a different perspective on things have you ever thought about accepting your problem as an opportunity for correction in your life yeah that's a that's a tough one isn't it you know the Hebrew writer says God corrects all of his children and if he doesn't correct you then you really don't belong to him Hmm. Why does God correct us? Well, we get the answer a few verses later. He says, God corrects us for our own good because he wants us to be holy as he is. Hmm. Friends, you need to understand something because some of you are hearing Punishment when I'm saying correction. Correction, punishment, not the same thing. Not the same thing. Punishment looks to the past. Punishment says, I did something wrong, I need to be punished for it. But if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, God does not punish you. He doesn't punish you. Why? Well, Jesus paid the price for first. Now, you may suffer the consequences of whatever it is you did. You know, when you do something wrong, you may suffer those consequences. But God does not punish you. But God does correct you. See, correction doesn't look at the past. Correction looks at the future. Correction is one of those things where when God finds you in the midst of whatever it is that you messed up, he says, hey, we're going to do things differently. This is the way I want you to go in your life. God's motive? Why does God correct you? Well, because he loves you. In fact, if... You're in a situation and you kind of, you ever have that Holy Spirit just going, what are you doing? You know this is wrong. That isn't because God gets a kick out of of correcting you. God does it because it's for your own good. It's a better way to live. There's a better life, that open place that's available to you. You know, how many parents are out here today? Let me see parents. All right. How many of you parents would rather not have to discipline your kids. (laughs) Yeah. You do it anyway, don't you? Why? Well, because you love them. Because they're your child. In fact, I, I would argue that an uncorrected child is an unloved child. Correction. Correction's proof that you're part of God's family. In fact, if you sin and sin and sin, and you don't battle with it, and you don't sense that that correction happening in your life, you you really need to step back and go, do I really know God? Because God is always pushing us to a better place. You know, parents, sometimes uh, you, you let your kids fail, don't you? why because you love them because you know that if they experience the pain of whatever it is they'll actually make a correction it's how they learn in fact some of you it's the only way you learn the the psalmist says my suffering was good for me because through it i learned your statutes I've heard this hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times when I've talked to people that have been through trials or problems in their life. And they'll usually say something to the extent, I wouldn't want to go through that again, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Well, why? Why would that be? Because it forced me to Change. Because it forced me to evaluate my life a little bit. It, it forced me to deal with some issues in, in my life. It, it forced me in a new direction. And so the key question is, what is the, that problem that you're facing today? What, what is it that you want to teach me, Lord? What is it that you want to teach me? And then here's a different perspective. Why not exchange your problem, whatever it is, for God's protection in your life? You know, sometimes that, that problem, that challenge, that that thing that, that, that just is eating at you is actually God protecting you. It, it's actually a blessing in disguise. You just can't see it yet. You know, Job Job says, God is gently calling you. This is the first verse we looked at. Gently calling you from the jaws of trouble. He's calling you to an open place of freedom. He's calling you to a better place. Friends, it has taken me a good portion of my life to realize that some of the greatest disappointments in my life have oftentimes been God's appointment in my life. You know, I know a a guy that was a person of integrity. And the fact is, the job he was in at the time, there was a lot of shady stuff going on. And so finally, he just took a moral stand and he said, I will not do this. He got fired for that. Okay. Here's... What's interesting, run the clock forward. It wasn't too long after he was gone, the company got sued and all the employees there got sued. Illegal practices, I mean, it was ugly. I would argue God was protecting him. He just didn't know it. You know, it's better to suffer for doing good than for doing wrong. I always think about Joseph in the Old Testament. You know, he had the brothers. They were all jealous of him. They take him out in the desert one day. They fake his death. They sell him into slavery. I'm thinking, that's a problem, isn't it? Then, then Joseph, he gets to the new land. He's, he's, a, he's a servant. He's working in Potiphar's house. He's, he's doing the best job he possibly can. Potiphar's wife, she notices him. I mean, she notices him. <laughs> and she tries to seduce him. And he resists. She gets angry. I, I think she was insulted, probably. So she decides she's going to fix him. And she accuses him of rape. He's thrown into prison. More problems. A lot of problems. Long story short, Joseph spends years in prison for something he didn't do. But God's miraculous hands on him, God's guiding his steps. See, God always determines the steps. Joseph ends up in Pharaoh's house. And because of some skill sets he's got, he ends up being the second most powerful person in Egypt. Joseph, he's looking back on all the problems, all the injustice, all the hurt, all the pain. And Joseph writes this. You intended to harm me, but God intended it, what? All, all for good, all for good, all of it for good. See, that is a different perspective. See, I know for some of you this week, you had something happen in your life. And maybe, maybe someone meant it to harm you to hurt you, to fix you, to mess you up. But I want you to know whatever their intent was, God will use it for good. God always uses everything in our life for good. God will use it to to protect us sometimes. God will use it to, to lift us up. You know, the fact is God is always working. He's always working. The Lord directs our paths. I got a problem. Here's where we get stuck. Why, 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 did this happen? Why, 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 why? Friends, you don't have to understand why. You don't. You just need to understand that God will use it in your life. You know, sometimes things just happen. You can drive yourself crazy trying to figure it out god directs our steps so why try to understand everything along the way you don't have to figure it out so when you face a problem whatever that problem is today that challenge ask yourself this how's god trying to protect me How's God trying to move me to a new place? Christ followers. God is working in your life. That I know. I don't know your problem, but God is working in your life. God is directing your path. He's in charge, He hasn't fallen off the throne. He knows what's going on. He wants to help you grow spiritually in your life, He wants to help you become more like Jesus Christ. You know, some of the the greatest spiritual growth in your life does not happen on a mountaintop, but in the valleys of life. You know, some of the the greatest stuff that will ever happen to you spiritually does not happen on the sunny days when everything's going good and great and it it just seems like it can't get any better, but it'll happen in the dark days when things are bad. And life is full of challenges. You know, years ago, I I faced an avalanche of problems. You know, in fact, ministry got so grueling to me. I, I spent about a year. And it really, my ministry goal was simply, Lord, get me through another day. God, keep me afloat. Don't let me go crazy in the midst of this. They were dark days. And I'll tell you, I hated them. It was painful. But I learned some stuff. Learned some stuff about me. Learned some stuff about God. And I did some major life assessment in that time. And guess what? Those problems, they redirected my life. Those, Those problems... Prepared me to lead faith fellowship. And in fact, I doubt that we would be here. I know I wouldn't be here. If the problems hadn't existed. Hadn't happened. God was growing me and God was calling me in a new direction to a spacious place. The problems were necessary for faith fellowship to be born. Painful? Yeah, they were. Helpful? Yep. Necessary? Absolutely. Would I want to go through them again? Not really. (laughs) Am I glad they happened? You bet. You bet. See, Problems, pain, are the high cost of growth in life. (laughs) We live in this society that we want success without the process. You know, we want growth without pain, without discipline. We want to, to... have a life where there are no problems, friends. The problems you're facing right now is the exact thing that God will use to develop you. In fact, God will use them to take you to a new place. Paul writes this in Romans. He says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. What? Rejoice in problems and trials? Why? For we know that they are good for us. They help us learn to be patient. And patience develops strength of character in us and helps us trust God more each time we use it. In other words, it can perpetually keeps moving us forward and changing us and working us. Your problem is not your problem. Your problem is your perspective on your problem. Your problem is how you're going to respond to that problem, whatever it is. And so just the challenge, the next time you face a problem, or maybe you've got one today, you need to understand God will grow you. God will redirect you in your life. Expect it, and God will use it for good. How do I know that? Because God always uses it for good, always. He'll do it in your life if you let him. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy God, God, we praise you today. And God, I know There are many here today that um, they're facing a problem, a challenge. Maybe feel beat down, maybe disappointed. Maybe they're looking at a situation and they're just going, why? God, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would just whisper that The why is not as important as what they do with that. God, that you would just show them a new future, a new opportunity, that you'd help them see the positive side of something that really feels negative right now. God, use our pain, use our problems, use our troubles to make us more holy. To make us follow you closer. To be better people. To be faithful to you and obedient. In the midst of the pain, Lord. Open our eyes so we can see things more clearly. God, we give you the glory. We give you the praise with all we say and do. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God's people said, "Let's prepare for communion." This.